Hello, hello. What's up, guys? Welcome to Off the Top of My Head, episode two, where we talk about the anti-terror bill, public trust, and that part of the bill that we should be paying more attention to. What that part of the bill is, we'll be talking about it soon enough. I am Joey, and welcome. Uh, if you noticed, uh, this is a pretty quick podcast, and I apologize. This being a very current issue, there were a lot of things that I had to consider to whittle down just to keep the information as basic as possible. There is a chance, though, that I, you know, I could make a Terror Build Part 2 or a Terror Build Part 2 Episode 2. No, Terror Build Episode. Yeah, whatever. Just the second part of this. Considering, you know, that this thing might take a long, long while to resolve itself and more information might pop up. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, so let's get this off the top of my head. Alright, welcome to the Philippines. Hello. Beautiful beaches, great food, and home of voting for people with no relevant political experience in the office. That's right, Donald Trump. The Philippines did it first. We have Manny Pacquiao, who is not just a senator, he's also a boxer. And he can kick your ass. And you know, it kind of feels like he doesn't really do much for the country. But he will kick your ass, you orange bitch. Uh, yeah, so the Philippines over the years has had a complicated, problematic history. The country has so far, so far, been colonized by three countries. Namely Spain for over 300 years. You know, a major influence in our culture. You see it in our food. Um, you, you have the USA colonizing us for 50 years showing us you know the same influence showing that same influence in our laws and us you know being pretty good at english we're pretty good at english and uh for a short time we also had japan colonizing us which explains why the philippines ranks number one in spending the most time on Pornhub. if you caught someone watching porn in the philippines and they said i'm only watching it for the plot you know it'll actually be the first time in history where that statement could actually be true after that, we went independent and survived the Ferdinand Marcos dictatorship with thousands and thousands of dissenters and opposition who were silenced, abducted, killed. And, you know, since then, F- Filipinos continue to experience rampant corruption, poverty, and crime. Crime, quote-unquote, which the anti-terror bill of 2020, our topic today, tries to address. Um, but before we delve into the 2020 bill, we gotta go back to 2007. Ah, yes, uh, 2007. It was an eventful year. Uh, the very first iPhone was released. Uh, DreamWorks released an awful third Shrek movie that no one wanted. And the former president of the Philippines, Joseph Estrada, who was impeached in 2001 after screwing around with billions of the country's money, was convicted with plunder charges and sent to jail. Yeah! Nice one, democracy! But, oh wait, no, uh, he's not in jail anymore. He was pardoned like a month later. You know, just to end up becoming the mayor of the city of Manila. And in the next presidential elections, he finished second out of six candidates. So, you know, it's kind of alarming to think that someone convicted of playing around with money that was supposed to go to, you know, our country's development was really close to being given another shot to do this. And, you know, now, now I know what category of porn Filipinos love to watch the most on Pornhub. It's watching their own country get fucked over and over again. Oh, and also um, another thing that happened that year was the passing of the Human Security Act of 2007. 
So this Human Security Act of 2007 was the precursor to the new anti-terror bill of 2020. It was introduced by the Philippine government to counter acts of terrorism within the country. This new anti-terror bill of 2020, which we're going to talk more about later, seeks to amend certain provisions in the Human Security Act that they felt weren't enough to counter the said acts of terrorism. You know, the bill was sponsored by then-Senator Juan Ponce Enrile, who was once the Secretary of National Defense for the Marcos dictatorship and was appointed to the same position after that dictatorship. And he started his career in the Senate after, no, you know what, no, no one really cares. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I was just gonna, you know, end up making a joke about how he's old. I mean, God, the guy is 96. He's older than penicillin. And, you know, just like penicillin, no one really ever knew what he actually did. Okay, so the Human Security Act of 2007, as previously mentioned, looked to counter and ultimately eliminate acts of terrorism. Uh, years later, probably noticing that the bill didn't really do anything to calm people down, the Anti-Terror Bill of 2020 was certified as urgent by President Rodrigo Duterte and is all but inches away from being passed into law. Uh, Delphine Lorenzana, the current Secretary of National Defense, says, and I quote, The bill has been cooking in Congress for the past year. We need it now because the threat is very great. So, the threat of terrorism, he feels, is still great, or if not, greater. And, you know, that's the reason why this new anti-terror bill has been quote-unquote cooking in Congress this whole time. And you know what? It was exactly like the first time I tried to cook for my family. It was disappointing, and what I ended up with was dog shit. A major difference in the Human Security Act and the new anti-terror bill is seen in the inclusion of inciting to terrorism as a crime. All right. So while the bill does mention that protesting isn't a crime, a lot of people still feel the government is going to use the bill to target those that disagree and protest against the government. And the current president is infamous for his strongman style of governing you know, which has led to a bloody drug war with claims that it has reached over, you know, 12,000 victims or more. And, you know, not all of them are innocent. So, you know, it makes sense for us not to trust that guy. He's also infamous for allegedly selling us to, out to China, you know, constantly praising Chinese President Xi Jinping in his speeches. And just recently, days before Philippine Independence Day, he wrote out a letter to the Chinese president reassuring him that the ties between the country and China will remain strong, even going as far as, you know, to calling him your excellency in the letter. And, you know, to all the people wondering what your dog probably thinks of you when they look at you, it's probably whatever the hell Duterte wrote in that letter. So people are really angry about the bill. And at the same time, there are those defending the bill. You know, they say that the government and our judicial courts, we should trust them because they are very much capable in determining who and who aren't really inciting terrorism and are just protesting. And, you know, we don't really have that public trust for the government anymore. It's just not there. After years and years of bullshit... We don't feel that yet. We don't feel that trust. And we'll get to that later. Also, inciting terrorism is such a vague crime. Incitement in general is such a vague crime. And people are scared that the government will be using that vagueness against them. Senate President Tito Soto justifies the new bill by saying, um, Pagpalagay mo, meron kang naka-suicide vest. Anong gagawin mo? Kukuha ka ng warrant? You know, translated, he says, if someone is wearing a suicide vest, why do we still need to get a warrant? 
my god, that just sounds fucking stupid. First of all, you don't even need the new anti-terror bill because that was already a crime that law enforcement could act upon without a warrant. But what do you expect from a Senate president who plagiarized the whole ass speech from late U.S. Senator Robert F. Kennedy? The same guy who said Mocha Uson, an infamous Duterte-supporting fake news peddler, had an abundance of common sense. The same guy who helped his brother and his friends get away with raping a 15-year-old girl, asking major news sources like the Philippine Inquirer to take down those articles because they were fake news and damaged his reputation. But hey, he wants us to forget all about that, so let's calm down and have a Pepsi. Oh, I mean the drink, by the way. The soda. I didn't mean to remind you the name of the 15-year-old girl who ended up killing herself because you didn't give her the justice she deserved. So not only does the man possibly lack a bit in the common sense department, he has the moral compass of a potato. So yeah, we have people who are angry about the bill, we have people defending the bill, and we have people just making TikToks all day. But for the people who are angry about the bill, it all boils down to one thing. Lack of public trust. People are having a hard time believing that a government whose law enforcement has killed many innocent people, has jailed many innocent people, especially the poor who are powerless against them, they have a hard time believing that this new bill with these new powers is actually going to do um, the citizens any good. It's useless. It's, it's bullshit. And you know, this lack of public trust, that stems from the very fact that this government with all you know through all these years with all this money with all this power has yet to effectively address you know any actual social problems that could be the root of this terrorism that could be the root of this crime you know poverty um good work conditions education um eliminating corruption you know it it just doesn't do well to build public trust when you have so many years, you have so much money, you have so much power, and you don't do shit. And now here you are telling us that you need even more powers to fight terrorism. And you know, I know you're going to say, Joey, but terrorism is bad. Um, terrorism is still a problem. And I agree, you know, I I'm not going to justify terrorism or ter terrorist acts just by calling out the government's incompetence. But that said, I want to end this episode by relating that to that one thing in both bills that we are not paying enough attention to. And I quote, as seen in both the Human Security Act and the Anti-Terror Bill, the state recognizes that the fight against terrorism requires a comprehensive approach comprising political, economic, diplomatic, military, and legal means duly taking into account the root causes of terrorism without acknowledging these as justification for terrorist and or criminal activities. Such measures shall include conflict management and post-conflict peacebuilding, addressing the roots of conflict by building state capacity and promoting equitable economic development. So a lot of these problems and all this dissent that they might want to call terrorism have root causes that have never been properly addressed. This is the reason why public trust is so low. The bill states that military means must be paired with political, economic, diplomatic, and legal means to solve the root causes of terrorism. So it feels as if the government has done nothing sufficient in that nature. You know, that is a very just cause as to why there is dissent, there is anger, and also while terrorist acts are by no means justified, um, there is a huge reason as to why 
they still exist. And it's not because we're not bombing the shit out of them enough. Duterte's huge war on drugs, for example, that he spent billions of money for, has yet to see any substantial returns. Because like what they learned in drug wars in the West, military action alone does not solve everything. Drugs are still very much rampant on the streets. You know, what causes the proliferation of drugs and terrorism in the first place? It's not that majority of those people aren't obeying on purpose. You know, they're committing these crimes out of desperation because they aren't being heard by the government. Our government spends so much time, money, and attention on combating terrorism and drugs with the military and the police. And, you know, including Duterte's intelligence fund, which he probably just uses to pay his online trolls. When we should be committing to social reform, solving poverty making education better, giving our citizens jobs and better work conditions. So drug lords and terrorists are not evil edgelords that just want to destroy a world of peace and order because that world does not exist for them. That mainly exists for the elite. They did not just start reading Karl Marx and think, let's kill everything that moves. You know, again, while the acts of violence are not justified, we must simply understand that the reason why they commit those acts is because the government is not listening. The government is not helping them enough when it comes to addressing the main problems in their lives, mainly poverty and the oppression that comes with being poor. You know, so we are really focusing on the wrong things. And why is that? Because focusing on the right things requires money. It requires taking away the famous corrupt practices among certain politicians that extract resources from the oppressed and allocate it to the rich and powerful instead. You know, to summarize, dissent for this anti-terror bill is deeply rooted in the lack of public trust, which is in itself deeply rooted in the years and years of failing to properly address the major roots of terrorism and or crime. You know, which is the low levels of education, horrible city planning and traffic, corruption, poverty, oppression, and the list goes on and on and on. You know, now we can either think that many of the people in the Philippine government are just ignorant and just really think that it is force and fear that can stop crime. That, or they just don't want to properly address these root causes because it means they lose money. They lose power. So if you are for the anti-terror bill, then at the very least, I hope you now understand why people are against it and why people, you know, are dissenting. People do not trust a government that has screwed over its people year after year with rampant issues that have never been resolved. But if you still don't understand why people don't trust the government, I won't hold it against you. But I do implore that you practice a little empathy for those who are more affected by the government's lack of action. You know, so it just leads to that question. So, you know, you're forced to pick and believe between thinking one are a number of our government officials ignorant and stupid and they just don't know what to prioritize? Or two, are they greedy and evil, ignoring and enacting policies as they see fit as long as it benefits them? It's a good question to think about. You know, but either choice you pick, it's still a really good reason to get angry. Alright, so assuming you made it all the way here, thank you so much for listening. This episode wasn't as comedy-ridden, since the issue was pretty personal for me considering it's happening in the country I live in. If I don't make another episode in a month or so, I'm probably in jail, so uh, please bail me out. 
Thanks for listening. Uh, stay tuned for the next episode. Might be a little more lighthearted. Uh, but what the hell does that even mean anymore in a year like 2020? So, yeah. My name is Joey. This was off the top of my head. Stay chill, guys. I'll see y'all next time. <laughs>